0: we are back again like we never left. Awesome. I am your co-host Deontay
1: and I'm Shakima
0: and we are the Dunlabs. We're the Dunlabs. We want to, we want to thank y'all for showing up again because you could have been anywhere else in the world but you chose to be here with us and so we thank you for that. Thank you for thank you for tuning in. Thank you for get, helping us get those numbers up so we can you know do more of this you know Take, you know, maybe we can, you know, maybe retire from our job so we can come up with some better content for y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because, um,
1: yeah, that
0: would know be great, that would be awesome, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I like my gig, so you know, I'm you know, I won't complain, I'm gonna complain, all right?
1: I like teaching, so but if I could read I,
0: mean, I mean, you know, but you know, guys, will is ultimate and supreme so we shall see what is yet to come and the best is always yet to come (laughs) all right folks so we're gonna kick it off in typical fashion we're gonna start off with today in history what you got for us my love
1: all right so brace yourselves because Hey, social,
0: story. <laughs> hey, man, look, what I'm what I'm coming to realize is this social justice thing, the reason why we have social justice initiatives is because of brutality. If we, if we didn't have a kind of brutality that exists in our history, we wouldn't have a need for social justice for you, for you haters of social justice out there. I want you to take a look and read a couple books, find out what happened in the past. And so before you go making fun of social justice, if, if certain things didn't happen, we wouldn't need social justice. So, you know, one came before the other one. Well, it's still
1: going on, so there's
0: that part. Touche. 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 But what you got for us, my love? I ain't even brace myself no more. I already know it's gonna be some it's gonna be some mess. Let's let's get into it. Ankles deep. All
1: right. right. So on this day, February seventh, nineteen oh four, a black man and woman are brutally lynched in the Mississippi Delta. So the headline from the news article says, Chase ends at the stake. Luther Holbert and wife are caught and burned. And that was from the Los Angeles Times. And again, all of these today in history um, of racial injustice are from the Equal Justice Initiative, EJI.org. Shout out to Dr. Brian Stevenson and his team at the Equal Justice Initiative for holding us accountable because
0: Mm -hmm. that's what happens
1: when you share the truth. It holds us accountable. And um, here we go. So on February 7th, 1904, As hundreds of white people watched and cheered, a Black man named Luther Holbert and an unidentified woman were tortured and killed in Doddsville, Mississippi, a sunflower county town in Mississippi Delta. Mr. Holbert was accused of shooting and killing James Eastland, a white landowner from a prominent wealthy local family that owned a plantation where many of the area's Black laborers worked. After his shooting, Mr. Eastland's two brothers led that posse Leather Posse that captured Mr. Holbert and a black woman. Some news reports identified the woman as Mr. Holbert's wife, but later research suggested she was not, so her identity remains unknown. Reports of the events precipitating the shooting varied. Some newspapers claimed that Mr. Holbert argued with Mr. Eastland when the white man ordered him to leave the plantation, while others stated Mr. Eastland had attacked Mr. Holbert for encouraging other indebted black workers to flee the slavery-like conditions of bonded labor. Whatever the circumstances of Mr. Holbert's death, the gruesome nature of the the fate that befell Mr. Holbert and his woman companion were undisputed. According to an eyewitness account published in the Vicksburg, Mississippi Evening Post, Mr. Holbert and the unnamed Black woman were tied to trees while their funeral pyres were prepared. They were then forced to hold out their hands and watch as their fingers were chopped off, one at a time, and distributed as souvenirs. Next, the same was done to their ears. Mr. Holbert was then beaten so badly that his skull was fractured and one of his eyes hung by shred from the socket. The lynch mob next used a large corkscrew to bore into the arms, legs, and bodies of the two victims, pulling out large pieces of raw flesh. The victims reportedly did not cry out and they were finally thrown under fire and allowed to burn to death. The event was described as a festive atmosphere in which the audience of 600 spectators enjoyed deviled eggs, lemonade, and whiskey. I don't want none of those ever again. Soon after, one of James Eastland's brothers who led the lynch mob had a son and named him James. That James Eastland later became Mississippi's longest serving US Senator and spent his career championing white supremacy and opposing the civil rights movement. You can learn more in the EJIs report called "Segregation in America," which is linked to the bottom of that article,
0: the what always gets me is the the level of detail and context that's added to these stories.
1: You know, is <laughs> it leave, it leaves you
0: speechless you know it's just it's just a brutal account of just wow you know I mean just to be the wrong the wrong color in the wrong place man and you know and just have your whole world just turned upside down and and again you know it's, it's not like you know this is fabricated you know this is like you know real history and it's like this is not these aren't war stories these aren't things you hear about on the battlefield these are people just going about their regular day you know these are things that you hear you know this type of brutality you hear about in war stories and you know heart of darkness stories and but when you hear about just in a regular old town just regular people minding their business and then their lives are just you know their last few moments the, the last few moments of those people's lives is just horrendous and I just again you know the darkness in the darkness in people's hearts is just and to and to call it something and to to call it festive and to
1: almost say this you know, I, as a Black woman, um, this will move me to tears, and and it's, it's taken me a lot to hold it together in this moment, because they couldn't even bother to figure out who the woman was. Right. Like, where was her family? Surely she had loved ones. Somebody knew who she was, right? And for us to be... Knowing all these gruesome details about her final moments, but not even know her name.
0: Not even have a name.
1: Right. So I'm going to take a moment and hold space for my ancestor, whoever you are. You know, part of what we believe in the Afri- African tradition is that you're not even dead unless people stop calling your name. And I feel that by them rendering her nameless they tried to avoid her very existence but i call upon heaven and earth to witness that she did exist and that she was loved and that she is loved and she deserved better than what they gave her and i have spent my entire i just remember my childhood being so being made so ashamed of my people, my ancestors, you know, like watching, you know, slavery movies and reading about, you know, how we were illiterate and we were this and lazy and slothful. And I can't imagine being more embarrassed by my ancestors than these people got to be embarrassed about theirs. I'm just going to say it. That's got to be embarrassing. And I, I understand why you don't want to know. It's partly because you don't want to be held accountable for making things right. But that's also got to be so humiliating to know that you come from a people who would do that to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, the people you know when you when you think about things like you know, these things were not just recorded you know they were you know you know there's pictures you know there you know that you know those folks they did the typical taking the souvenirs and you know, you just think about just all of the horrid just the the um the horrid things they you know they did that that's that's out there and you know and 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 I could and 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 again like you say you know to be apprehensive about that part of, of knowing, you know, if that's someone's ancestor, you know, that, you know, if there's, you know, one of these, you know, a person out here and that's your that's your ancestor, and you know, they got this in their history, you know, that, that they were either there, or they participated in some of the dismemberment or was even in the crowd celebrating, you know, I understand why they want to keep that hidden, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like you can't, you know, you can't hide ugly. That's it. You know, and what you what you put in the shadow will eventually come to light. You know, and it's. But again, you know, I'm I'm grateful for you know sites like the Social Justice Initiative because you, again, you learn. You know, because if you don't know your history, like they say, you're doing to repeat it. it. And if you don't understand the the level of depravity and, and and brutality that can exist in people, you know, um, you will, you know, you be jaded, you know, into thinking that you know it's something other than what it really was. And and I and I think that. You know to know the darkest should bring out the better in people to know how dark it can get should you know inspire us all to be just better you know because it's I mean it's a it's a obviously a thin line you know and you know it's and it's kind of akin to you know and, and this is a it's a before I get into the topic about um, t- today and technology, but this is a good and a it's, it's a rough topic, but it it kind of lends to what we're you know to the the subject matter of our show today, and that's Af- Afrofuturism. I'm um, you know imagining a future different, you know, better, you know, you know, um, than 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 what we experienced as a people, you know. Um, I mean it's it's really hard to reconcile some of this stuff you know um
1: i think we're supposed to reconcile it you know i think conditions must be right for us to reconcile it and i think that trying to force ourselves to reconcile something that like part of part of healing this wound has to be to uncover and clean it right and like we cannot continue to ask and demand that the people who suffered be the ones who do all the forgiving.
0: Right. Because where's know? the like, justice? Like
1: there's not. There, you're not even offering an apology. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not. You know, you can you can do a lip service apology. We've seen that several times. But they just repealed the Civil Rights Act again, the, the Voting Rights Act. Like you understand what I'm saying? Like.
0: And there's no justice for those those victims. There's no justice for their families. There was nobody. There's so, no, there's nobody that ever paid for that torture that, that, you know, that, 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 you know, to, you know, as a man, you know, one thing I always, you know, if, you know, I, I always want, always, you know, if I had one wish in my, in, in me passing and it's to pass with my dignity and to have your whole dignity just removed.
1: I think they did though. Cause remember in, in the article, it said that they didn't scream out.
0: Oh, I, I missed, I, 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 they I didn't make I, a
1: sound. And so yeah. I, I honestly believe that they probably, you know was we're holding all the on to that today. scripture about christ not you know not you know pleading for his life on the cross or whatever yeah. you know black people everything is about christ and the cross so I, i'm thinking that that's what they were holding on to but also just i wouldn't even give you the pleasure of let, watching me beg you right right like that, that's I would a just, good point i wouldn't do dignity,
0: that you know to to go out as strong or as, as go out on your shield as much as you can you know and you're right you know that's a that's a very good point you know um but to be just to not even be able to defend yourself
1: you know so i want to just say one last thing um before you go on to the technology piece i actually shared a tweet um, it was from yesterday and i it was from Toure um uh, from the Toure show and One of the things that he said was, uh, White people, please answer this question. Why does CRT scare some white people so much? What's the real reason, the thing that they'd admit if only white people were in the room? Okay. So 156,000 views on the tweet, 170 retweets, 72 quoted tweets, 1358 likes. The comments are phenomenal. Okay. The comments are. Phenomenal. Um, one lady said, her name is Lisa Bloom. She said, Fear that if we really acknowledged how pervasive racism is today, we'd have to give up power. Um, one person said, This is Ann Allen Westbrook, and these are blue check Twitter people, by the way. It requires us to look at parts of our history that make us feel shame and sit with that discomfort and look at people in our communities, maybe our families, and question choices that and question choices they made as some dark moments in history. Not sure white people would admit this, even if only white people in the room. And then another, another white woman replied and said, yeah, I agree with this, including not even admitting it to other white people. Mm. so
0: can't talk about don't talk about the thing we can't talk about but we know about but we're going to talk about it because if we talk about it you know that's that, un, that unspoken
1: one christina hicks said she's blue check they simply don't want they simply don't value the content don't want to talk and don't want to have negative political consequences for them If you sum it up neatly, they also truly believe that CRT, which what they think it is, are lies and they don't want the end result being money going to Black families. They believe it's an affront to them and they are, quote unquote, hurting too. So they should get it, the money if anyone does. They view reparations or systemic equality as weakness on the parts of people saying that it's not fair or equal. They don't want the system to change and they don't believe it's broken. so that's deep yeah and 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 the last one i'll read and like i said i encourage everybody to go to twitter and look at to account and and read this thread if you follow me
0: this ain't us uh -uh, this this ain't me
1: this is this is is
0: the people speaking this Mm -hmm. is you know
1: and and that's why i try my best to always bring receipts
0: yep bring the facts
1: i try to bring receipts because you can say whatever you want to say about deontay and shakima dunlap but these are comments that came from Blue check Twitter people. I'm reading their ideas, their thoughts about this topic, um, and he didn't. He, all he did was just invite them to comment, mm-hmm. and they choose to say these things. And so the last one I'll say was, um, "White people generally don't want to do the hard work of authentically coming to terms with their own privilege. It's much much easier to deny history than to learn from it." Mm. And the crazy part is that. That's only the standard for one side of the equation. We're constantly trying to learn our history, right? And with constantly trying to learn our history, there's that pain attached to, to that as well. Right. Right. The more you realize that, like, these things have been in place for a long time and it's going to take a lot of energy and a lot of bloodshed, unfortunately, to resolve this stuff, like, it's okay for us to, to hurt as we learn our history. You you understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's always a one-sided. It's okay if we hurt. It's okay if we feel shame. It's okay if we don't have wealth. It's okay if we get our land taken. It's okay if we get murdered and brutalized. It's okay if we do all the forgiving. But I can't learn my truth without also learning yours.
0: Because every coin got two sides.
1: We were in it together. Yep. So when I learn about my people, I'm going to absolutely learn about your people you might as well do yourself a favor and learn about your people too because you can't stop the train that's coming once i start learning about who i am once i start envisioning a world where i am free where where people don't get their fingers chopped off just because they looked at somebody wrong what you going to do with that let go and be dragged
0: and time is only and, and time is a relative thing you know, and this ain't this ain't it's history, not ancient history, you know, and it's the crazy. fact that it that the fact that it happened to any human being is you know in a, in a in a so-called you know civilized society where you know we're supposed to have dominion over the earth, but we treat each other worse than <laughs> animals, you know it's it's insane, man.
1: So that was my part.
0: All right. We spent a we been a good minute on that one.
1: We still gotta dig into the good stuff. This afro yeah. Afrofuturism.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about some technology. Okay. Uh, I want to give credit to um the give give credit to thisdayinhistory.com is where I sourced this information from. And so we have two um two. Two big, well, one of them is pretty big, but the other one is relatively unknown, but um, I will actually kick it to both of them. All right, so this day in 1958, the Dutch car DAF 600 is introduced at the Amsterdam Motor Show. It would have been an altogether unremarkable car except for the fact that it was the first of the cars to offer an automatic transmission at an affordable price. So it's the automatic. It was other than any everything. Everything else about it was pretty unimpressive, except for that automatic transmission okay. that was available to the common person. And what something year was that? It? This was nineteen fifty-eight. Wow. The, the Dutch car DAF 600 first automatic transmission available at an affordable price. So I that's think so- that's that, that's something that that's something that impacts us mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Every I drive. A, I know we both got cars that are automatic transmissions. Yeah,
1: I learned how to drive on a manual though.
0: Yeah, I tried learning. I just I didn't have enough time with it. <laughs> yeah, It was just something
1: it. about them heels and having to put up the emergency brakes so you can learn how to do the clutch.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but you I know. did it so.
0: Alright, and next next thing this yeah. one's pretty. um This one's pretty cool. Uh, February 7th, 1984. Okay. The first untethered spacewalk. Astronauts Bruce McCandless and Robert L. Stewart made the first untethered spacewalk using man using the man maneuvering unit uh MMU. Mr. uh McCandless, I think this how it's pronounced. Yeah, McCandless became the first human the first human Earth orbiting satellite. Hang on so became the first human the first human earth orbit orbiting satellite venturing out 320 feet from the orbit i Ooh. couldn't i don't know i couldn't they, i couldn't get the floor of that sentence that sentence was that
1: creeps me out though like i think about all those space movies where people are out there and then they broke it
0: oh rope man that, or something like that or you gotta have some some major courage to do something some like cojones. that some cojones to to 320 feet mm-hmm. untethered
1: no thanks.
0: No, you know, and I guess that's where they, and I, and I guess they were using the, um, what we see the, the jet, the jet thrusters down on the, on the, um, spacesuit to direct, um, the, to direct their, um, trajectory. So
1: it's a no for me.
0: Yeah, I'm good. I, I don't <laughs> think I would have been the one to test that one. Like, no, mm, mm. you got to have a little string on me or something, 'cause um, if this, th- if this thing don't do what it's supposed to do, we are gonna have a problem, in Houston. <laughs> so those are the two there, there was one more but it's pretty unremarkable I wasn't going to go into that one but those were the two um technology and th- those are the two technology breakthroughs um on this day in history so shout right. out to this day in for that information
1: yeah I think that's good because we're talking about futurism and you can't get there without technology
0: you can't technology
1: unless you're talking about like a post-apocalyptic something something
0: well you know in, in a sense in, in a sense everything is technology yeah because so. i was
1: going to say usually in the post-apocalyptic stuff it was technology that destroyed everything so
0: well it, yeah you know we're high technology we'll put it like that
1: so um we're to talk about afrofuturism
0: let's get into it the smithsonian defines this as an evolving concept expressed through cultural Expressed through a black cultural lens that reimagines reinterprets and reclaims the past and present for a emp- more empowering and inclusive tomorrow let's get it
1: let's get it so um you know we like afrofuturist stuff because um we both like dystopian uh literature and that whole aesthetic but where do black people be at, right? Like when you watch these post-apocalyptic movies, hmm, y'all don't want black people there? Y'all don't uh, imagine a world in which we survive, right? So like it's, we are the global majority and somehow if something happens, we just disappear.
0: or, Or remember, when one of us run, we all run we did like uh something's wrong so maybe and you know maybe the part of the tour they don't tell you is that all the black people left first you might be right <laughs> where everybody else was like you're oh right. this ain't nothing it's just right. a, it's just a virus right. it's just it's gonna go away i ain't wearing no mask screw that mask. you know and you're right it's like you know, know. what like you know what y'all can sit here and deal with this i'm finna bounce <laughs> yeah you're right. you're right. you know I've, I've seen enough people eat enough people to you know i'm, I'm we're gonna we're gonna be over here and we're gonna be watching y'all get you know eaten by these jokers because I'm, I'm gonna be frank here. with
1: you only one demographic is excited about chopping people's fingers off and eating deviled eggs i mean i'm just okay i'm gonna go forward so um one of the things that we like to do is watch movies and tv shows that have this afro-futurist aesthetic right and so science fiction technology history even mysticism just really envisioning like us a world without colonialism i mean if that's what you want to call it it doesn't have to be devoid of of white people but it does need to be devoid of colonialism and that mentality right and so in this futuristic space we are free Mm -hmm. we envision a world where we're actually free and The ironic part is that while some demographics envision a future where we are not existent, we don't have to have other people non-existent in our future. We just want to be free, right? So like, we don't have to have a world where like nobody else exists. That's not typically what happens in the Afrofuturist tradition. So some people say it goes all the way back to a short uh, story called the Goofred Grapevine. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it was Charles Chestnut in 1887. Hmm. And in a time when people were like supremely stuck on Christianity and religion, he wrote about conjuring and okay. hoodoo, and stuff like that. And so a lot of people thought like, yo, that's probably the first instance of Afrofuturism because he was willing to imagine a world beyond uh, scriptures and prayer and stuff like that. Like that black people actually do have other ways of existing in the world um, beyond Christianity. So if you've never read the Goofy Grapevine, please go take a look at it. Um, It is one of my favorite short stories. And um, it's something that I typically teach. Like if I'm doing American literature for 11th graders in high school, I teach that. So take a look at that. Um, Another thing I wanna say is that is sometimes attributed to um, a gentleman by the name of Derry, Mark Derry, um, and that is D E R Y. And um, he wrote a sto- he wrote an article called "Black to the Future." And in that in that um, in that article, you know, he talks about and this was in the nineties. In the article, what he talks about it's just the fact that we being the purveyors of literally you know there's this obsession with like being kidnapped by alien encounters but really that's we we were kidnapped by like people came to our land whichever side of the spectrum you you hold dear to whether you're black and believe that you were always here in this land alien invaders came If you believe that you're from Africa, alien invaders came and literally took over and kidnapped you and and changed your entire existence. And so I wanna read a quick passage from Derry's Black to the Future. And he says, the notion of Afrofuturism gives rise to a troubling antonymy. Can a community whose past has been deliberately rubbed out and whose energies have subsequently been consumed By the search for legible traces of its history imagine possible futures furthermore isn't it the unreal estate of the future already owned by the technocrats the futurologists the streamliners and set designers white to man who have engineered our collective fantasies and so what that says to me and i actually found some some other articles in my research that talked about like how even when we envision a future For ourselves, in which we are free, we can't seem to get away from those Western ideas that we have been raised with, right? So, like, what does it actually mean to be free if the sum total of all your thoughts, all your dreams, all your fantasies are based on colonization? Mm -hmm. So, what do you think about that?
0: You know, that's a tough one, you know, because, you know, the the imagination is where everything sparks from. And if, you know, and if you only see yourself through a certain scope, you know, that really limits your longitude, latitude, you know, how how you can go, how, you know, how far you can, how far out you can travel, you know, Um, you know, is, you know, the, 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 the the captivating piece is the reimagining of the self. When you think about how pop culture and, you know, um and just the history that we've been given has kind of shaped our per- perception of ourselves. And, you know, that the 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 Afrofuturism is is very attractive because it takes you out of that typical paradigm, you know, of being, you know, of violence and poverty and depression and hypersexuality and being disenfranchised into, you know, when you look at, you know, um, when you look at, you know, um worlds created, you know, like Black Panther, you know, where, you know, where you have this cooperative society, you know, where it's artistic and everybody, you know, they 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 you know, there's bravery and courage and brilliance everywhere. You know, it's it's not this sink or swim situation, it's not this um overly because even you know even like if we you know if we just you know take Black Panther for example you know you look at the 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 scene where they show people in the market shopping you know so there is you know you know symbols symbol you know there are um commerce activities Mm -hmm. but it's not all that the society is about you know and people can grow and flourish as creative and they're self-governing you know they they can they're shown that like we don't we don't we 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 know morality and 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 we don't have to we don't need a uh uh this layers of society for people to be worthy we don't need this caste system for example you know even though they had royalty you know but it wasn't a you know beyond royalty it wasn't a caste system everybody was was an equal citizen you know um so that's that's you know about being able to reimagine yourself um just being self-sufficient you know knowing your history knowing where you come from knowing you know who started it all Uh you know and and being able to chart your path forward based on where you came from and when you and when your when you're and when your history is you know riddled with things that are counterproductive to a bright future you know, it really limits it. And so that that's that's what I love about the 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 concept of, you know, um afro afrofuturism is it, being able to to see yourself in a light that that has um structure, you know, um where you where you know who you are. Cause you know, one of my, you know, one of my hobbies as a child, I was, you know, when I still, you know, I I haven't done it in a while, but I used to draw and create all of these characters. And you know, and, and for a long time, I didn't see, you know, kind of book characters that look like me up until, you know, up until like um, I got a little, you know, I you know, I got a little older and, you know, um, we start seeing, you know, superheroes of different, you know, um, ethnicities show up on the screen. So you started to kind of, you know, see yourself a little different, you know. Um, so it's 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 you know so when I and so when I started seeing that because when I first started drawing my characters my pe- my characters didn't look like me they looked like what I saw in the comic books until I started seeing oh superheroes can be black and so my create my my drawing style started to tailor towards characters that look more like me and the people that I knew and to to move like that you know to to start to create in that way really expands your mind you know because i was watching you know i grew up watching anime and just you know traditional you know just traditional cartoons and you know the the typical comic books i was a huge superman fan and you know love spider-man and you know didn't really you know know much outside of that um and you know to to start learning about characters like black panther you know blue marvel you know um you know one of the you know i know the movie didn't do that well but when played um, when he was you know when he um had the superman character where he was the man of steel you know that you know although it wasn't a it wasn't an awesome movie but i wouldn't call it one of my favorite but it definitely had an impression on me and um and, and and to this day you know shaquille o'neal is one of my you know favorite you know um humans you know because of that you know um he was you know to to term to deem himself as a black superman you know i thought that was so dope um and then you didn't have the character, the actual you know, Man of Steel character who he embodied to be. You know, to see that that character in a comic book in full color, you know, with his sledgehammer, it was just you know an amazing thing to see, um, and to kind of and like I said, it really started to shape my mind in terms of how I saw myself, how I saw the thing, the characters I created, the worlds I was I was shaping, um, and and it really you know, help, you know, shape, how. like I said, shape how I saw myself, you know, because I'm, you know, the, the, it was a superhero is that, you know, that's where I kind of started developing my idea of courage and, you know, and and bravery and, you know, and, and wanting to be a person, of you know, good moral value and character, you know. So, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, I, 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 you know, I really do like, um, a lot of the ideas. You know especially those who who put it in their music who who write books about it who you know the movies that come out that that, that really changed the paradigm and how we've been you know programmed to think we to be you know yeah. um, like
1: funkadelic when they first came out and i i'll never forget that video um and i didn't see it until like recently but the, the guy that had the baby diaper on i was like brother what in the <laughs> world but yeah. just you know um Funkadelic, earth, wind and fire videos are giving that vibe. Um, it just was a lot of stuff in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So like, think about like the music of Sun Ra. Mm-hmm. Um, just even having like, like thinking about like acid jazz and just things like that. All those things are like the Afrofuturist aesthetic. We loved Lovecraft Country yes it came out right for hbo because even though it was in the past there was lots of afrofuturism built into it because of the way that oh like remember when they had the episode with hippolyta and they had d always drawing the space the the black girl in space oh
0: yeah
1: oh my gosh like just envisioning a world where like we can trans uh transport ourselves through space and time. And we I feel like power. we really can do that. I feel like we can. We just haven't tapped into it. Um, yeah, I envision a world where we go beyond what we've seen, what we're constantly bombarded with media images, um, just things that dumb us down and dull mm-hmm. our senses, right? I think that when we tap into you know, who we really are, then I think that nothing is impossible for us. And I think about, you know, growing up and watching things like, um, do you remember Meteor Man with Robert Townsend?
0: Oh, yeah, I remember (laughs) Meteor Man.
1: (laughs) Growing up and thinking that was so corny, right? Because I didn't know, like, I I was like, wow, that's corny, but that man was so far ahead of the game. He was so So far. far. I feel like we should just watch that again. Like, even Hollywood Shuffle was ahead of the game. And so just thinking about, like, Robert Townsend and what he has contributed to the culture. I feel like we don't give him enough credit. We don't we don't honor him in ways that he deserves. But like Meteor Man was huge, and you know obviously that was before like Black Lightning and Static mm-hmm. Shock and all those things. And so, ah oh, man, I I think um you know we watched that show Foundation. For those of you who haven't seen it, go watch yeah. it. It's on Apple TV. That was absolutely. Afro-futurist, but it did have um unfortunately it did have like elements of that westernized oppression because right. they were still like the haves and the have nots. Um and so like if you're into that stuff, like I even like even though it was set in the past, I feel like the aesthetic was there with the heart of they fall. Yeah it was set in the past but it definitely had that self-determinist
0: yep self-directed
1: we are free you know yep. we're in our they they had stuff going on but they were absolutely free within that environment and yep. i think that um that that film had elements of it so like music wise i'm thinking about like janelle Monet, she's always mm-hmm. been
0: future about
1: that aesthetic always yep. um uh jamiroquai you remember him
0: i remember jamiroquai
1: yeah Yeah. like that uh jamiroquai uh flying lotus things like that like all of that is a part of that afrofuturist so like those of you who are like oh I i get it now like i do i have seen those things and i have participated in those things kindred is now out on fx so if you have hulu you can watch it on hulu um that's based on octavia butler's novel by the same name um they did take a lot of liberties with it you know but part of what the part of what butler was saying in that novel was about the idea of sankofa that that afrocentric concept of going back and seeking that which was lost in order to go forward right like you won't be able to determine where you're going until you figure out who you are you've got to absolutely go back and i think that you know refusing to come to terms with our past is ultimately going to lead to the downfall of this nation. We have a choice that we can make. We can do the hard work of healing, or we can pretend like it doesn't exist and let the disease take us out, you know. But if you are, you know, I'll just give you the example of, you know, finding out when I had cancer. I could have decided that, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna take too much for me to be healed. It's gonna take too much. Like I cannot part with, you know, pieces of myself, right? Like that's too much for me, but the cancer didn't care.
0: Nope.
1: It was gonna do what it was gonna do, right? And that's what racism is in this country, right? That's what all these lies are in this country. It's a cancer and it's eating us away. And it has been for a long time and it cannot continue to exist on the thoughts and prayers, it cannot continue to exist on the the kind heartedness and to some extent, the naivete of black people. It just can't. Our our prayers are not gonna be enough to hold this thing up. At some point, we're gonna have to do the work of cutting out the thing that is killing us, you know? And so for me, it was a no brainer. It's like, okay, if I have to part with these pieces of myself in order to survive, then that's what I have to do. And whatever the pain it is that I have to face, which I, at that point I was unknown, I perceived that it was worth me getting healed so I could live. Yep. And that's the same decision that America's going to have to make. Yeah,
0: and it's the fear of the unknown. It's like, well, I'm. It's the it's the it's what you know versus what you don't know, and you know, and most of us rather deal with what we know instead of the ambiguity of finding out or dealing with something that we don't know. You know,
1: but you can't stop it.
0: And that, that's the hard part is convincing people that it's is convincing people that it, there's better, you know, that it can be better, you know, that if we, if we address the issue, you know, we can, if we can address the issue that's obviously in the room, we can, you know, we can make things better for the collective, that's for the collective, not collector, but for the collective, you know. Um. So, yeah, that's, Now you're right, though. You're right. But i'm not but. Uh, but
1: forward is backward.
0: Yep. It's the clean is exactly you can't you can't move forward full steam with baggage on you you're gonna only it's gonna only drag you down and that's the truth
1: and the only way to your future goes through our past very true ain't no way around it
0: yep in order for
1: you to get the future that you dream of you got to go through our past
0: if you don't address the inequities and the injustices they're going to always be a sore thumb it's going to always be things to hide so you know that's the thing if you ain't got nothing to hide you know
1: I love it so tell me um you know I was thinking about the idea you know of, of Afrofuturism and if you could think of like what's your favorite film or television show with that aesthetic, because you always come up with good ones. Just take a moment.
0: I mean, honestly, right now, um, if anything, you know, it's it, it definitely has to be Lovecraft. I haven't seen that was good. I haven't seen much um beyond Lovecraft Country that kind of grabbed my imagination. Um, the way um Lovecraft Country did. I think the way they told the story, the way it unfolded, the the surprises. Um the, the twists, you know, um, were just in, incredible, you know. Um, so right now, it would have to be that. It would have to be Lovecraft Country. Um, and, and aside from that, you know, um, Black Panther, you know. I, th- I thought that was a really, a, a fantastic take. You know, I think what they, how they took the real, how they reimagined it from the the comic books was incredible the way they the way they brought it to life you know it's one thing you know it's because it's, it's hard to bring the comics to life it's hard to bring uh, a highly imagined a, a world from someone's mind into you know but, but with today's you know cgi and you know um graphics technology it's, it's really not that impossible so mm-hmm. i should probably you know get with the time and realize like yeah they can just about create anything now but <laughs> to take but to take the world of black panther and make it and, and make it real and and put it in motion so you you see it actually you know um happening before your eyes see it in action seeing the people move seeing the people interacting the things they talk about it's just imagine a world where you know a, imagine a world like that you know just thinking about man what, what would it be like to exist in a society like that where you know you you know with the things i worry about today you know yeah i don't have to worry about you know the things i stress about today i don't have to stress about you know um i could be and i could be the best meat you know sometimes i question you know without the stresses and the pressures of being an, an, an adult man uh, an adult black man you know um in 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 this country sometimes i think i wonder like who could i who would i be without the weight that i carry that's it without without the, 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 and, and and I know some people will argue that there's no progress without struggle. And I, and I, and I don't disagree with that, you know, um, but I don't think that, um, your struggle should let span across your life. You know, I do, I do believe there are, there are seasons of growth. Um, but I don't believe that, you know, trauma should be your your the mo- the only movie that plays in your mind in your past or struggle or stress you know wh- or whatever whatever that got you to where you are you know but i think about the pressures you know that even you know my ancestors and my family went through and everybody could just imagine who we would be as a family if we didn't have to if we had better conditions if we had different you know conditions that allowed us that enabled us to do more and yeah. to you know and to to be to to be without the stress, you know. Um, but, you know, as they say, you know, every level come with a devil, right? So it would probably be a different set of circumstances that would make things difficult. You know, but but I but I try to imagine, you know, who I would be without these, you know, those things that shaped, you know, some of my, um, some of my thought processes, some of my perspectives on the world and how I carry myself. I wonder, you know, you know, who I would be sometimes. It's an interesting thought, you know, you know, to be fully empowered, you know. Um, you know, who would I be? You know, what would I do? You know, it's one thing to say in your mind, but when you're there and it's in your hands, that's a totally different thing. You know, yeah. so I might. So sometimes I, I imagine a world where I was, where I, where I could be completely controlled completely in control over every aspect of my life. Um, and everything is, and is an ideal state. But you know, then again, it's a, you know, but again, it, it's going to come with this. You know, it's its own set of problems and solutions, you know, just like my current life has. And so I'm grateful to God for, you know, despite, you know, you know, my, my, you know, what I've, you know, experienced in my life, you know, that I, you know, that I am where I am and I'm, you know, and I, you know, I got to enjoy and, you know, progress as I am because despite, despite all of that, you know, I am who I am, you know, and and so I don't, you know, I don't hold anything against me and i decided to be the best me despite
1: and i'm proud right, of right. you i get to live with you so i know how amazing and phenomenal you are i'm all right i'm You're all right you better than that baby <laughs> i
0: am right. I do my thing
1: you better than that but well, yeah it's only because i got it's because i got you you make me better
0: because oh. we better together right that's why we ended together you and know
1: together.
0: ended together with the down lab see how i did that mm-hmm.
1: So, while you were talking, I was loading up the chat with lots of goodies on Afrofuturism. And so, if uh, you're tuned in with us on Facebook Live, or if you are um, coming in later to watch it on Facebook Live, you'll see lots and lots of links to help you engage in the conversation surrounding Afrofuturism. And, you know, above all else, I just want you to know that Afrofuturism is more than just be grows in space. That's not what it is. It's not like we're taking the Jeffersons and taking it and, and combining it with the Jetsons. That's not right. what it's about, you know. Um, but if it requires us to leave this planet in order to find a place where we are free, then we get to dream about that. We get to envision that. Um, and so ideally you know we could all get along and and work towards saving the planet and work towards um you know being humane towards one another but i don't know we'll see how it goes we'll see if we have the maturity and the wisdom to do the difficult things
0: well if we had the maturity and wisdom then you know it wouldn't be a need for afro futurism it would just be futurism right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know we're you know we're not we haven't quite hit that evolutionary uh, peak yet to where we can, you know, get there, but we got we got a long way to go before we get there. But it, so flipping I think that's that a question, a
1: point, though. Let me let me go back to what you said. Like, we, we typically come up with stuff to counter, you know, like when you talk about futurists, again, you know, and this is why I mentioned at the beginning, their future doesn't include us. You know, their their future includes us being replaced by robots, another dynamic of control, right? So, like, Black people started to talk back. We don't want them no more. We want, we're want we going to make robots because they don't talk back. Or Black people asking for reparations. Robots don't do that. So, let's make robots instead, you know? And the, the future is where our labor um, has been replaced by things that can't talk back. You know things that don't want freedom. You can abuse. You can do, tell them what you want them to do, and they'll they're just gonna, you know, mindlessly obey you. Cause at at some point that's what we did, right? Until we learned how to read, and that shifted the whole thing. Like that's why we were doing everything we could to be literate, right? That's why literacy is still the social justice issue of the 21st century. Like you, once we learned, you know, about our struggle, then we were no longer fit to be in that struggle. And we've continued to try to fight, you know, to improve our own conditions. And so I just think it's interesting that, you know, Afrofuturism, um, it's definitely its own thing and it stands alone. I don't want to say that we're not creative enough to come up with our own thing first, because typically we are the originators of everything. But but I, I just wanted to reaffirm your statement about, like, if things were done the way they're supposed to be done, we wouldn't even need it it would just be futurism. Yep. you know like the conversation about teaching african-american history if you just taught what you were supposed to teach we would it would be just u.s history right but since you won't now it, we has, have... to ha- it has
0: to have a separate category mm-hmm. because you don't consider us a part of history right so we got we have to develop our own which you know creates which which, which also creates tension because i can't know. tell
1: my story what i tell yours
0: right you know and it's like you know when you have a whole group of people saying like uh what about us like we've been here doing stuff and we've had several inventions and patents that have you know been claimed by people who didn't actually correct invent or patent that so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know but Never. it's it's but it's also you know kind of you know going back to the part about you know being replaced with robots you know it's it's that you know again it's that that dominance you know it's that. You know, it's that ever it's, it's kind of that that evolution of you know, um, I guess I call it barbarism. You know, where you 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 take your your, your the, you go you move from a physical to you know now you program it now you put it right. in the code and you know now you don't you don't have to hit it to get it to do what you needed to do you don't have to hit it to keep it in line you just change the program it's just right. a just matter of going into the command line. Replacing one, replacing one string of one string of code with another one, boom! You got a totally reprogram you know, um machine. You know, which you is don't what they accuse
1: t- everybody else of doing, right? We don't yeah. want you to program our children, right? But that's what schooling is for. So, if somebody's programming, that's it's automatically going to be your. So, you you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's somebody's mm-hmm. programming. Somebody decide like curriculum is literally deciding what is worthy of knowing. How to teach it and who's going to teach it? Yep. That's just that's what curriculum is. And so, like, if you are saying that learning the truth is programming children to be against you, then what have you been doing this whole time when you weren't telling the truth? Right. Who were you programming? And what were you programming them to think and to know and to become? Right. And so you can't deny that it's programming. You just want to make sure that you're the one that's in control of it.
0: Right. Because if you control production, if you control how how things get done, then history, the truth, don't matter. Because it's like I can keep going without that. You know, I don't have to appease anybody. If I have, if I if I have a fleet of robots that I can just say, "Hey, go do this," you know, program to do that. You know, I don't I don't have to worry about. You know appeasing people here and you know um doing things here you know that's why you know that's why you have so many of the people that frown up against a lot of the, a lot of the social justice initiatives because you because you 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 can't treat people like garbage you can't ostracize people and and expect people to to work for you to patronize you you know to, to patronize your business you know you, you 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 can't do that but if you don't have anybody that you have to say cater to and i don't want to say cater to somebody that you have to be responsible to you know um or somebody that you have to hold space for you know um or respect for you know is you know when you don't have to do that you can do what you want and you know and i think that's that you know that's that that greed that 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 unbridled that what that's what happened when greed is unchecked when when greed is allowed to flourish and 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 propagate and, and become so you know like racism so pervasive you know to where it's you know almost woven into everything you know um
1: well because you know like racism that. is rooted in grounded greed.
0: yeah or one begets the other
1: you, you know it's you like know. you are so greedy that you created racism to justify you taking everything you know i was listening to the karen hunter show today shout out to karen hunter on sirius xm urban view and she said that uh white people own 98% of the land in this country 98% of the land and land is wealth right mm-hmm. and her question was you know what would this have what would this american experience have been like if we got the 40 acres that we were promised right, right. um and the people who did get land however they got it whether they bought it or you know mount bayou they were you know they made a deal and they got the land whatever the case may be what would it be like if a we had gotten those 40 acres and b the people who did have land were never robbed of it
0: right because it ain't always sold Mm -mm. nor is it inherited a lot of it is stolen
1: and there's a documentary called banished that I can probably put in the chat um it was on PBS it came out in 2006 but I'll put the link here in the chat and um y'all like it's it's all the sundown towns all the places in the US like they had a whole uh, documentary about black people who lost their land you know who were given until midnight to get out of town or they were going to be murdered you know and so of the land, like, how do you even compete with that? Okay. Like, like how do you even compete with that? And now that they own it, how do you get it from them? Unless they sell it to you or unless you take up the habits that they had and run them out, you know what I mean? And like, I I just, this, this system is set up in ways that it feels like barring a divine intervention. we won't ever get out of this right and that's why afrofuturism is so important we got to at least be able to dream about a world where we're free
0: and and that's what that's also what i was saying about that evolution point you know the unfortunate thing about evolution is that evolution a lot of times comes in moments of great stress kind of going back to what i was saying earlier it's usually the pressure that either bust pipes or make diamonds right yeah. and it's going to take something that you know, in, in order in order for it to in order for something to become more important than, you know, power over another or having more than another is a is a common, I guess, I don't want to say threat, but a common ailment, a common issue that, you know, connects us all. And that's the only time that we've seen that's the only time we ever really see real evolution. And it's going, and it's going, and it's like you say, you know, and it's like you say about the divine intervention, and I think that divine intervention is going to have to start up here, you know, in the mind, you know, where, you know, um, there's going to have to be, you know, something more important, you know, like right now we have states where clean water is an issue. You know, if that's if that's not a, a, a tie that binds us, I don't know what it is. So what happens when that becomes the case? more often you know when will we will we start to see each other the same will we start to see you know a a more you know um more commonality among people you know less greed um you know more for the 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 greater good you know um and it's 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 an interesting it's it's an unfortunate truth that things got to get worse before they get better and, and it's and it's and it's often and it's uh, just as much as a tragedy itself. It's also tragic that tragedy is where it brings people together, you know. And that's the un- unfortunate truth is that struggle is the things that bring us closer. And I guess that that kind of what that that kind of goes into the no, you know, um, no progress without struggle, you know. Um, so we try
1: to do our part.
0: Yeah. So this it's a, it's a it's an interesting. Show. Justification, you know, trying to go backwards to go forward, you know, the good, there's the 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 bad that creates the good, you know, it's it's a it's a really, you know, well, I guess it's balance if you look at it. if you look at the yin and the yang, I guess that's I guess that's you know one of the true true principles of balance, you know, I you, guess. Can, you you know one the extreme one brings the other, you know,
1: yeah, but I I okay I, mean, I could be wrong no 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 I, I think you're right I just I wrong, in my head know. sometimes I'm like what happens if we get off the seesaw what happens if we just get off right
0: uh well, but again it, it comes to and you have to not of- be
1: afraid of 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 what happens when this thing falls apart and I think that we are so invested in it it's like being in a bad relationship you know it usually takes people 12 years to get out because you think about all the energy and effort and how much time you wasted and you're like well i could if i could just make it work it'll probably be okay and it's like mm, around that 12-year mark you're like no well, we're not gonna change
0: you know it's the evolution thing you know it, it, it's you know because how do you know that if you get off the seesaw that one of the people that got off the seesaw go and create another seesaw
1: yeah but i but hey i would take my chances you know
0: and 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 because and you know more people gonna gravitate to what they do the most you know just kind of you know going back to you know even like you know the you know uh the back to africa movement the, the people that went back to africa and they went and did the same thing that was done to them here they went to you know like they went back to africa and did the same thing <laughs>
1: Well, that's you know. because the people who created Liberia were actually the same people who were in charge over here. So it wasn't like the black people went and they were in charge. Oh, that's why it's called Monrovia, because President Monroe.
0: Well, I need to go back and reread my documents because they they yeah they that just it
1: created out. a colony. They they basically created a colony for them to go to, and so it was right. I remember that yeah it was the same people in charge like they they got to lead the united states but it was like the same people were in charge over there you know remember africa was still heavily colonized during that time period so it was par for the course you know and so um
0: that's true touche touche
1: we got so much to talk about like anyway this is the first show of black history month yep and so we're, you know, we just thought we pop it off by talking about like the future, like what does it look like, what does it feel like, who's there?
0: What could it look like, and what could it feel like? And who might be there as who well? Hmm. So,
1: so next week's show is about Black Love because it's on Valentine's Day.
0: Valentine's Day.
1: Valentine's Day. Day. Black
0: love. and love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be celebrating Valentine with my booski.
0: That's weird. that's how we always do it.
1: Right here with y'all on In It Together with the Dunlaps. Yes,
0: indeed. I am your co-host, Deontay.
1: And I'm Shakima.
0: And we are the Dunlaps.
1: We're the Dunlaps.
0: Thank y'all for being. Thank y'all for tuning in. We hope y'all enjoyed this conversation and got something from it. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was really good and enriching and you know, a lot of fun so like had a chance to talk a little bit about comic books and expose my my nerdiness so mm-hmm. not, not, I, not not <laughs> that i haven't already but you know y'all know how i go thank y'all for tuning in we hope yeah. to see y'all next time same black time same black channel 6 p.m central standard time every tuesday in it together with the downlaps get in it with us
1: bye y'all